This episode of the podcast is brought to you by doing the entire thing at ASMR. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that has a set. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing favorite set designs in movies. Technically, we do have a set. I just we don't do. think it's anybody's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, designed by your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, she painted a wall for us. Yeah. We have some string lights. We have some you guys nice couches. cannot see any of this because mm-hmm. this is a uh, podcast. audio <laughs> podcast only and not a video. We're working on potentially getting that going but eventually that's a lot of work mm-hmm. um, that's a whole nother editing thing yeah that's a lot of things to, to have do to you know if we do this full-time then maybe but mm-hmm. uh speaking of doing this full-time hey guys leave us a review please uh, that would be cool that'd be awesome if you can take a minute to write a review write, rate rate us give us a couple stars whatever it is mm-hmm. however you feel about it if you like it share it with a friend that would be awesome Zach, I have business cards <laughs> with my last name spelled incorrectly on them. Well, the Slavo sounds good too. <laughs> the salami. Uh, <laughs> Zach, you said that you had a hard time with this. I did, man. Like it, it, like I don't know if it's just because like thinking about like a set itself, because mm-hmm. I was really, really trying to stay away from like, oh, like. Gotham City itself is a set design. Eh, well, I would say that's more of like world building. Exactly. So it's like, like just a set itself, like Rooms, a, like a, a house. Exactly. Thing, yeah. Like that was like hard for me because it was like, what is like memorable to me? Like what is like actually like something that I can take away and be like, you know what, this is great. Yeah. I'm gonna throw it out there right now. My honorable mention because like I we've talked about it up and down. Like the Overlook Hotel. Is, Kubrick, is, yeah. is probably like the best one in terms of like it does not make sense and he designed it to not make sense right i and like the amount of time and effort that people put into like drawing an actual like uh like 3d blueprint of what the hotel would look like and it's like rooms don't make sense like going into each other yeah great <laughs> I, I think that's probably like the best thing <laughs> but yeah like i had a hard time i also told you off podcast like yeah that's right we have conversations all the podcast yeah too. We, we talk sometimes it's not just like as soon as we end this then it's just like all right bye <laughs> um <laughs> I, I feel like like most of mine are horror based and i don't know what that says about me but um i don't none of mine are actually except for one mm. I, so i couldn't i couldn't stop so i have way too many so <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, i'm gonna pick and choose the ones that i that i want um, unless you want to just go first and then we'll kind of like work no, no, around no, no, it. no 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 it's fine I, I would prefer you to go first um just because you you're know, curious I'm a, I'm, so. I'm a gentleman and mm. you know you go first okay um but i think i have one that would technically be considered horror i guess okay so zach start us off with your number five pick i guess yeah for Sure, fine. Um, the room from Rope. When we did that movie, uh, the Alfred Hitchcock film. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, "What movie is that?" <laughs> <laughs> the the room itself, like that, like is stationary, like that. It's literally just like an open shot of like the entire room, and that's it. And like you, you have it where it's like Hitchcock kind of like swayed the camera back and forth. The idea that like you know, the entire movie are having like these conversations about like life and death and like what would it be like to murder somebody and like you know kind of how we said in the actual episode like kind of the first inclination of like the purge type thing Mm -hmm. where it's like we just need to get rid of like the weak right 
And like all of this going on, meanwhile, there's a dead body inside of the the trunk that basically is where like the camera starting point is. So it's like it's always right there. Right. You're always kind of aware of it, but like you may forget and trail off because you have all these characters talking. Yeah. I just really like the idea that like, you know, it is an actual room that like people would live in where it's like there's a bookcase, there's a piano, like there is like this table just for like food and there's like an overviewing skyline city. So it's like it's all it was just like this thing where it's like it's so mundane, but because you added in this element of like a dead person in it, it it dials it up for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I like that movie. Yeah. It's kind of a it's a it's like a weird. You were you were kind of like on the fence. I was about on the it fence we were... about it. The more the more I sat with it, I think the more I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, the murder aspect is actually fun. Yeah, like you find out within the first minute who did it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's a cool movie. I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So my first pick, I'll stay. I'll stay with the horror. My I'll, I'll do my first horror pick. Um, and of course, I have to. And maybe this is on yours. Uh. I have to tip the hat to Midsommar. I didn't. I did go back and forth with it. It's because um, I was going back and forth with that and like the house from Hereditary. Yeah, the house from Hereditary is really cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, the set designs in Midsommar are absolutely insane. Yes, the amount of detail that is put onto all of the um, drawings on the walls, mm-hmm. and I mean it, the it, table outside itself, like how it kind of like crisscrosses. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole idea too of, this is a little bit different because now that now we're getting into costumes, but I think that it, it really helps, um, with the set design mm-hmm. because I was re I was listening to Ari Aster speak to, um, Robert Eggers on a podcast about, they were both talking about their latest films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was taught, Ari Aster was speaking about how they had a costume designer that needed to every single robe that every person is wearing is unique to that person hmm. and every, all the details are unique to them and their character. So essentially every character in this film, you can kind of tell who they are and what they are and their kind of story by the clothing that they're wearing. And that adds so much to the world and the sets because you then have to think of what they live in mm-hmm. and, and everything about it. I mean, the, the set designs in this film are just so beautiful. The barn, man. It looks so amazing. The barn is incredible. The A-frame, especially when you, once you get to the more horror aspects of it, when there's all the bodies inside yep. of it. Uh, I mean, I love the the dinner scene when they're sitting down and you have like that really long shot of, yes. of the table going all mm-hmm. the way across and, and everything is just so white yes. and perfect. Plus the psychedelics are hitting. So it's like the food is kind of like moving almost. Yeah, exactly. Which is a really cool effect. Yeah. And, and everything about the movie visually is just so beautiful and the sets are incredible and the homes and, and, and where everybody's staying is just it's just perfect. Like it's it, funny too, because like I just had a conversation with somebody last night about Midsommar, and like I had to defend it again. Where it's like I fucking hate this movie, but it's such a perfect it's, film. It's a perfect film, and it, it bothers me so much. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I'm coming. I'm starting to come around to the film. Yeah, it's just one of those. It's just one of those movies that I think the longer it sits with you. Mm-hmm the more you're like, I can't say that it's a bad film. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very well done. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of Robert Edgers, my next pick was actually the witch, the lighthouse, <sighs> the the actual physical lighthouse itself. I think like because one, the film has called it to the entire film is kind of like this ominous thing of like what's in the lighthouse. And it's like you go through the entire thing, not really knowing you see like glimpses of things where it's like. You know, Young goes up to see, like, what's going on. And you get, like, the shot of, like, the tentacle and, like, the ooze coming down. Yeah. And you're like, hey, it's Lovecraftian. Right, and then yeah. you're like, nah, it's not really Lovecraftian. <laughs> um, but that's okay. Yeah, I'll get my due someday. Um, but then, like, when you have where Young actually gets inside of the lighthouse. And that beautiful scene where it's, like, the he, he's, like, just is standing in the shot. And the lighthouse like the the light itself turns and then seamlessly just like opens up. Yeah. I think it's gorgeous. I think it it's still this thing where it's like the entire movie was so ambiguous about like what it is and then by the end of it you still don't fully fully know what it is. Like obviously <laughs> like you know metaphorically we we talk about where it's like you know it's fire and it was all like um Greek mythology but like Prometheus. Yeah, to like physically look at it, you still don't know what it is. Yeah. And I thought that was a really, really cool design, backed up by the fact that like it's in black and white, so it's like it's just these harsh, like black, gray, white tones throughout the entire thing. Yeah. And it's like it just looks so like luminous and ominous at the same time. Yeah. One it thing just... one thing I, I always appreciate about Eggers is his his uh the detail like yeah. they they built that lighthouse from yeah, the ground up exactly and uh actually every building that you see in that movie was built mm-hmm. um by them for them and uh he's just yeah the attention even like in in uh in the where where they stay where they sleep mm-hmm. so much detail everything is just so i mean it, and again like same thing with like costume designs yeah it's just he's just a master of his craft, and he's so the thing about Eggers, and and I would also imagine similarly with um, Ari Aster is like they're really really big perfectionists, yeah, and like they're 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 down to the details, so everything in that house and everything in that lighthouse is like period accurate, yeah. So it really really takes you and transforms you into that world. I know that. Uh, there was like that big thing about Game of Thrones where like somebody left a Starbucks coffee. Yeah, they did the- that a couple of times. <laughs> so like that's kind of funny to mm-hmm. be like, oh, we've just we're we're just getting lazy. Yeah, <laughs> like you, we just and, didn't and then realize. You have, and then you have filmmakers who are just like so, you know, in like mm-hmm. completely in tune with needing everything to be so perfect. It's just like okay, wh- where are our priorities here? Yeah. Um, all right, my next one is I think. <clears throat> I'll be, I would, well, I guess you, you mentioned that pretty much all of yours are horror. So I guess, uh, you, this one wouldn't, he, he wouldn't be on your list, but I would be remiss if I did not mention Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson is kind of known for his sets. Yeah. This is what he does. I almost put in like the Budapest hotel, which is itself. my next choice. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it, it like, it brings to life the entire film. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at stills. Uh, I mean, obviously the color palettes are incredible. It's the uh the symmetry is mm-hmm. is beautiful but i mean you look at some of the stills from the fo- um from the film and i mean even like just two characters sitting across eating eating like dinner together mm-hmm. everything looks so oh when they're in like good. the dining room and like there's that big overdrop of like it's a stage yeah it looks so good yeah everything about it is just truly truly perfect i love the scene when the two uh 
when I, don't, I can't remember any, any of their names, but mm-hmm. the two young kids, the, mm-hmm. the Indian guy and then his like girlfriend who's like the baker. Yes. They, uh, I think they fall and they mm-hmm. land inside of all of the boxes of all of her um, baked goods mm-hmm. and everything's just so pink. Yes. And all the boxes are like towering over them and they're sitting there and then he's contrasted because he's got this like baby blue um, uh, outfit on with a hat and all that. And it's just the set of the Grand Budapest Hotel is similarly like be, like not obviously not um as disorientating as uh Kubrick's yeah hotel it, it's just it that's very different mm-hmm. i want of course i wanted to mention he was going to be an honorable mention for me yeah because i love the that that hotel and, and the design of it and how things are just always constantly moving around and things mm-hmm. don't make sense but the grand budapest hotel feels like a hotel but also not yeah, and like similarly, like it feels like a real hotel, but it also feels so Wes Anderson that it can't be a real hotel. <laughs> I know, like, I mean, even the prison itself, like, it's just so like kind of outlandish. It's, like yeah. the way that they have to like travel through, like they break through the ground to like dig a hole to like go down and get out. Like it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> but like, it's so fun. Like yeah. it's so lively. Like the way that he uses color patterns. And to even turn like a cell like that's completely gray, like vibrant, right? Yeah, is is a tip of the hat to Wes Anderson. He's the best. So yeah. I had every I had him, every movie that he does really. Yeah, I had to, I had to give him a nod. He's just he's got like a his world and his sets always just feel so whimsical, mm-hmm. and and there's like this really light airy feeling about it. I didn't love the French Dispatch. Um, I didn't see it yet. Oh so. uh, yeah, I didn't. I don't know. That was kind of. I think. I think I'm a little Wes Anderson like tapped out, out a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Where I'm just like, I need him to do something different because mm-hmm. this, the, the French Dispatch, they're, they're literally bringing in sets as they're filming it. Like, mm-hmm. sets are literally being put together, like, while you're watching the movie. And it's just like, okay, it's so Wes Anderson now <laughs> that, that it's getting a little, like, tiring. Mm-hmm. I, I would love for him to kind of branch out and do something else, but I also understand that he's got his very, you know, specific style and he, like, and he does what he does and he likes what he likes. And yeah. that's why people love his films. But, I would love to see him branch out and do something a little bit different. But the Grand Budapest Hotel, in my opinion, is has incredible sets and is probably one of his best films. Mm-hmm. So, my next one, the I don't I don't know what you want to call it, like the not the hospital, but kind of like the um, rehabilitation center from the Lobster. Ooh, I am very happy that you mentioned this. Why is that on your list? Well, I have a Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was. I'm literally. I have it in my hand. Like I, I, You're I'm, like, I'm just my next pick is going to be Yorgos Lanthimos. So. Um, I think it, it's such like again, kind of like that. I don't. I, I feel more like uh, Yorgos Lanthimos is almost kind of like this like horror version of Wes Anderson. Like he creates like these very like unique designs, these very unique dialogues to his films. And very unique storylines, and obviously, like the lobster being such a unique story, where we talked about where it's like it feels like two separate films in one, where you had like the first half of it in that rehabilitation center, and then the second half like out in the woods. And it's like in the rehabilitation center, it is like this overcasting, like ominous thing of like this place is evil, like you, you, you have a month to find somebody and if you don't you're turned into an animal right but everything is like beautifully like just pure white 
everything's so calm, everything's so nice, you're given, like, a table with, like, food and everything like that, your room, like, has, like, a, like, everything that you would kind of need just to, like, stay and live, mm-hmm. um, and then you can go outside, and there's, like, this beautiful, like, pool area, and, like, this overseeing of, like, the sea, and then you get, like, that very ominous thing where it's, like, you only get it for, like, a minute, but when he's trying to escape and, like, you get right in front of the door where they perform the surgery to turn them into animals, and yeah. it's just, like, this ominous door yeah. that's in this one small hallway, and it's, like, pulled all the way back. Yeah. So it's, like, you're only seeing that. I just love the idea of it. I think it's very cool, like, the contrast of, like, how dark this place is compared to, like, how white this place looks. Yeah. I think that's just a cool design, and I guess you can kind of throw in that it is... It's somewhat horror, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's like my one kind of like iffy pick on being horror. Right. Yeah. Uh, my Yorgos Lanthimos pick was going to be the favorite. Yeah. It's um, gorgeous. It's. Re- so I, I completely forgot. I, me- I wrote I wrote down all the set designers, like the production designers. So let me just go back real quick and just mention. Um, so for Midsommar, the guy's name is Henrik Svetsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel is Adam Stockhausen. Very, uh, I don't know what the hell kind of Stockhausen. Stockhausen is a good name. Yeah, that sounds German. <laughs> um, and then the favorite is a woman named Fiona Crombie. And she designed, like, th- the favorite is is so textured and layered and beautiful but it's mm-hmm. it's almost so it, it it's like it's so layered that it's to like a comedic effect yeah <laughs> it's so over the top and mm-hmm. so ridiculous that that it it, it, it works yeah somehow. Like it feels like way too much of a period piece but then you're like, oh, this is probably what it actually looked like potentially I mean I'm you look at some of the like the images and I mean, it's it's like these giant. What I am, I they look like carpets on mm-hmm. the wall, but these carpets are are basically like art pieces with giant, you know, people on them, and and, and it's like depicting wars mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And then on top of that, they have actual hanging art in frames. Yeah. And then the and and then there's like these you know crazy in depth blues, and then these gold frames, and it is so absolutely ridiculous that. That the queen is living like this, yeah. you know? I always think of, like, the most mundane shot, too, where it's, like, I think I talked about it when we did that because, like, they did, like, a really cool, like, 360 camera shot of it. But, um, like, just the hallway leading into, like, her chambers mm-hmm. where it's, like, the guards and, like, this big open room and then, like, the red carpet literally right, leading yeah. to it. Yeah. It's, like, that always sticks with me of, like, my God, like, it's so well designed. And, yeah. like... Even even the window designs on it too. Yeah. Where it's like it had like kind of like that bar well not barbed wire, but like that kind of like steel rod look to it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time too, that's just like stained glass windows. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a ridiculous set. I mm-hmm. mean, you have rooms that have three different types of wallpapers on them. The ceiling is wallpapered with something mm-hmm. and then the actual walls are wallpapered, and then on top of that you have these art and it it in in theory it sh- none of it should work no it doesn't it doesn't look like any of this should work but clearly Fiona has an eye and, and knows and knows how to fucking make it because it, it 
it really kind of paints the picture of royalty. Yeah. And and what they are like this this abundance mm-hmm. that that they can do and 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 how much money they can spend just on the walls. Yeah. The height of the ceiling alone. <laughs> yeah. There, it's just an absolutely beautifully ridiculous, absurd and um incredibly well thought out set mm-hmm. that I it's just I think that it's probably his best looking movie. Yeah. You've said that too. And yeah. he hasn't come up with anything else since then, right? Um he's done he's done two short films um that I'm that I that I I haven't had a chance to see. I I've been trying to find them like on streaming services and stuff, but they don't they don't really exist. So <laughs> it's real I really want to see them, but um he's working on something now, but okay. whatever it is, I'm very excited. Yeah. All right. Next one, I kind of group them together. Um, you kind of mentioned it, like when you when you described like what this episode was gonna be, and like I would feel remiss if I did not. I already re- said that once this episode. We can't keep saying that. <laughs> I would feel remiss. <laughs> we get one per episode. Um, I would feel bad like if I didn't talk about it at all. But like Guillermo del Toro. I was I was gonna say Crimson Peak for I was actually so that it, it was on my like eh, so that's I? one of, that's one of my two with Guillermo del Toro so like Crimson Peak like the mansion itself is gorgeous yeah it is one of the best looking like gothic mansions ever made and you think of the idea that like you know how he builds sets where it's like literally the only thing that was like CGI or like animated made was the hole in the ceiling so that the snow could come falling down. Everything else was actually made. Yeah. And it's like, that's dedication because this place looks gorgeous. Like the, (laughs) the, the darkness of it all, like how everything is like that black stained, like metal. Yeah. And like the wood from it, it just looks so good and it fits so well in the story. I just wish that they promoted it as a gothic romance. Right. On the opposite side. Pan's um, Labyrinth. No, actually. Ah, yeah, come you, on, No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, Pan's Labyrinth is gorgeous. Come on, for, like, when set. she goes with the guy with the eyes and he's yeah. got all the food. It's beautiful. <laughs> all the food. It's beautiful. Um, no, my pick is actually uh, from Pacific Rim. Ah. Um, inside the robot's butt. Yes. <laughs> inside that booty hole. Uh, so there was a shot where it's like, you know, as they're fixing up Gypsy Danger, like... The actual, like, headpiece slash, like, shoulder piece, they made that. Mm-hmm. Like, he physically made that. And to, like, look at that and be like, that's real. <laughs> like, that looks great. And then, obviously, like, inside of the Jaeger where it's, like, you know, how everything is, like, shown in front of you of you need two people to operate it. These are, like, the controls for it. Then you have, like, the back behind piece of, like, here's the emergency exit and all that stuff. Um, they built all that. It was just one of those cool designs where it's like, you know, obviously I love like giant robot, giant monster type stuff. Um, but it was interesting to find something where it's like, oh, you need two people to operate it. And they gave you a reason why being that like it's too much to handle and like you could like pass out or die from it. Right. So you need two people, but you need two people that have a link between each other in memories otherwise you can't perform the same moves at the same time right so it, it was a cool design for the entire thing and i think it added to the story yeah um all right my next one is probably my bleakest set mm. 
one that you like I don't even know how to explain <laughs> this. It's it's so minimal that the platform. No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> it's it's very very minimal but also uh very evocative, I guess would be the word. Um and that is 2021's The Tragedy of Macbeth. So the one with Denzel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um done by Stephen D DeChant, I guess is how you pronounce your name. Sorry mm-hmm. if that's not how you pronounce it. Uh the sets in this movie are stark yeah. and very, very minimal. I think the more that I sit with this movie, I think I like it. I mean, it's Macbeth. It's well, yeah, I know. Like, So obviously, every time that you see an incarnation of Macbeth, it's like, ah, I like it because it's Macbeth. Yeah. But I think I like this movie. Yeah, no, it's very good. Um, But the sets, I love the where, where, they, where they film this movie. I don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. But... The castle, I guess, is what we'll call it. The kingdom, the yeah. the wherever he stays in mm-hmm. this movie is absolutely. I mean, I have a thing, I guess, for like arched doorways and mm-hmm. stuff, and and it, and everything is just so big, and the giant staircases that 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 um go, and I think a lot of it has to do with the lighting, mm-hmm. and and like the cinematography uh, that that really enhances it because I guess. In a, if it wasn't lit the way that it was and if the movie wasn't shot in this kind of black and white and just absolutely gorgeous cinematography, then I don't think that the 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 uh, the set themselves would really be all that interesting. Yeah. But I mean, the ideas of, of, of like him when when he's staring outside that giant window and the window like goes it surpasses the screen. Mm-hmm. Like it goes past the screen. So it's like, it even goes up even higher than that. And the amount of light that it brings in and it, and it, and it kind of just casts this massive shadow and he, and you can't see anything. It's just, there's no detail. You just see like the figure of him yeah. there. It's really, really beautiful um, sets. I love when he's sitting, uh, when Macbeth is sitting kind of in that one r- little room that's got that water in it mm-hmm. and the water is, it's just it looks like it's black. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 again, it's so stark. He's got like one window behind him, and then it's just a little step, and then just an area where where all the water is. Mm-hmm. But and then like these kind of curtains. It's just it's a really beautiful, beautiful set that mm-hmm. uh, feels a, a very very like European and, yeah. and, and extremely um uh like somewhere in Italy or something like that. I always go back to the um the scene where I think it's like Malcolm. Uh, when the, they're they're discussing like oh we need to go kill Macbeth and it's like they're in the forest but the forest itself looks like it's also a stage yeah. that they just like put <laughs> flowers around yeah and I was like that looks cool because like again cool. you're making this feel like it's a play it, it, it feels like a play it feels like a mo- like it, it feels like they're walking around in a giant museum mm-hmm. that is in Europe somewhere mm-hmm. uh and everything is just so clean and so uh, just perfect that uh, I had a, I wanted to mention it. I thought it was a really really great set. Nice. Last one for me. Yeah. Um, the Antarctic base from the thing. Mm. Kind of similar to the Overlook Hotel. Like it is kind of like this design where it's like you know you're supposed to kind of like get a feel for everything. Yeah. Um, I love the Antarctic base. I love the thing. I I love like. The sets of when they're trying to figure out, like, you know, which one of them might be the thing. And, like, they have them tied down. But it's the rec room 
So it's like you have them like right next to the pool table and like the TV and the dart boards and everything like that. Yeah. Um, the the actual design for like the operating table is amazing where it's like, you know, when you have like the character that's going in to like use the, I don't know what you call them, like shock pads to like the clear. and like, Clear? Yeah. And then mouth opens up from the stomach. Right. Yeah. And then you have like the head that's like floating up above it. Um, the actual, like the little details of um Kurt Russell's characters like cabin where it's like up top and it's like it's his own thing where it's like he has his own like desk and bed and scotch board and everything like that the actual Antarctic itself of being outside yeah it looks so bleak and and abysmal and like disgusting where it's like there is nothing out here <laughs> like you're stuck out here with this thing and that's it like you're you're just here and you have to deal with it and it always goes back to being like one of those places where it's like this is like the coolest thing for being such just a normal thing right like it's just, it's so normal it's just a base yeah yeah like there's nothing special about it but like the things that are happening inside of it are what make it special yeah all right my final pick uh i mean i don't think that this is a surprise to anybody mm-hmm. um but it's the truth and mm-hmm. it's he's a, he's a master, and it's my it's my Kubrick pick, mm-hmm. which is two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. Yeah, I figured so. Um, a guy named Anthony Masters was the production designer on it. Beautiful uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything about this movie. Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, like the the idea of like how much they actually built for it. It's in, it's beautiful. Stupid. It, it's it, stupid the amount that they built for it. Yeah, I love. I mean. Yes, the 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 monkey scenes, the the ape scenes are really yeah. really pretty as well. But I mean, once you, once you get into the future, mm-hmm. and and I mean, walking around the space station or walking around like their version of I guess what the airport is, yeah, and just like those those really cool seventies futuristic chairs, like those red mm-hmm. chairs on the white thing, on the white kind of like background. It feels like it's a product of its time, but being set in the future. Yeah, and I love that. And uh, when when Frank or not Frank, when Dave is decides to kill Hal, mm-hmm. and he's floating yeah. in that red room, and he's and he's like slowly taking out all mm-hmm. of like the memory chips or whatever they are. Like, I can't let you do that. Yeah, <laughs> and and he's and you know Hal is singing and whatever, but like that is just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the the scene when he goes into the black hole. Yeah, and and he's like look at and you just like see his face. And the colors and everything. Even but too, the like, ship itself is really cool. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Uh, we talked about it in like one episode too, but um, I forget which character he is. But like when he's jogging and it's sideways, yeah, like that whole design of just like that, yeah, amazing. The, the fucking the most iconic probably sh- shot of the whole yes, film, like holding up, holding, like, yeah, while when walking. he's in his orange suit mm-hmm. and he's in that tunnel and he's walking in, and I mean. Space is just like space and NASA and all of the things that are re- are related to somebody like me who has no idea as to like what the hell is going on over at NASA or what really the inside of a spaceship looks like mm-hmm. that can, you know, that can really let uh, a production designer or a director or a writer kind of really get imaginative because 
they can be like, okay, nobody can really hold us accountable for this because it's just, it's a movie first of all. And yeah. you know, there's not going to be like the, um, actually people that are like, Oh, that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> then, uh, so like you, there, there's just so much freedom that you could do inside of like a space station and, and being in space and the rooms that they have and whatnot. And also it feeling real. Yeah. It's just, it's it, the fucking <laughs> 2001 space odyssey is just such a masterfully crafted movie from every aspect and one of those key elements is absolutely the set design yeah. and it's it's a movie that um i just absolutely adore and the set design is something that i always just you know that's one of the main reasons why you go back and watch it is mm-hmm. like i just want to visually see everything yeah it's beautiful not to mention like you know the last half an hour of it is just a mind trip anyways <laughs> yeah but, like uh, a Clockwork Orange is another incredible. Yeah, uh, everything about it. Like, yeah, the, I mean, just the, the fucking yeah, the milk room, the mm-hmm. milk bar alone is is worth it. Um, I'm honestly like a little surprised at you that you didn't throw in uh, the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's on my it's on my list of like honorable mentions. There's mm. there's so many. Yeah, there, there, there's there's too many. Both Suspirias. Uh, I was gonna mention the 2018 Suspiria. I really like the set. Mm. I like the set more on in the 2018 version than the original mm. one. Um, Parasite. Yeah, I, I really like the the house mm-hmm. in Parasite. Uh, I I mentioned it before, but like the platform, right? Platform, like, like very cool, very yeah. awesome design. There's too many. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna read my entire list because again, there's we too didn't many. even mention anything from Tarantino. No, again, that's another one that is is really cool. I probably me- if I, if I'm gonna mention any of them, I probably mention Kill Bill. Those sets are really cool. Yeah, in Kill Bill. I was going back and forth of like obviously like the um the loading dock from Reservoir Dogs. Oh yeah, right. Uh, or even just um, Django, like yeah. everything in Django is really literally cool. everything. All the, like, all the homes and stuff mm-hmm. in, in Django are really cool. <laughs> Candyland. Yeah. <laughs> there's too much. Yeah. There, there's just way too much. Um. So I don't know. So that that's why I, that's I'm kind of surprised that you were like I had a really hard time with this, and now we're sitting here and you're like, yeah, what about this? What about <laughs> well, yeah, this? What now, about this? Oh, because I had somebody to talk to about <laughs> it. Not just me researching by myself. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it, you know, again, and all of these, all of these kind of film topics that we do are open to like, we can do more episodes on them. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's not, these are not our top five of like, you know, these are in stone. Like these are the best ones. These are of course, just some of the ones that we love. Yeah. Um, there's so many, and there's so many movies out there and there's so many incredible set designs. Uh, I really like the one, f- uh, you know what? Never mind. Under the skin. I was going to mention, not oh, yeah, yeah, under yeah. the skin, but th- those, those sets are really cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I have a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so similarly, kind of like adjacent to, uh, I think it was my last recommendation, which was Letterboxd yeah, Ar- for, for films. Oh, well, you did Arctic Monkeys. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, the, 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 my adjacent one to Letterboxd, which is for films, is I have been, I mean, just like really falling into like a rabbit hole of reading <laughs> books right now. Mm-hmm. Um, a Kindle. No, I don't want to <laughs> recommend a Kindle. There's another app mm-hmm. called uh, Goodreads. Mm. Which is basically the the equivalent of what Letterboxd is to movies or to you know what is Goodreads is to books, and it's you can you can follow people, people write reviews. It's essentially like Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. version because like you get all of these, you get like people who are kind of like book critics, and then you also just get like the general po- population audiences of people who are who are reading these books, and they give their synopsis and 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 their kind of takes on it. Um, and then of course you can kind of tailor it. So I'm, I'm really reading a lot of like horror and cosmic horror. Mm -hmm. So 
I'm like finding people that are that are in like, oh, okay, this guy likes this book. Let me see what else are like. What are his top five books and and whatnot? And then you can add people, have friends, talk to people. Um, so I don't know. I really like Goodreads a lot. Uh, there's all of these like weird social apps that I just didn't know existed until hmm. as recently. Of recently. The one thing I will say though about some of these apps, it, it, I think, is a little kind of um, handicapping me a little bit is. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how much of a book reader you are, or a graphic novel reader reader you are okay. as of as of recently. But um, when I used to read books back in like college, when I when I was kind of on at the height of me reading, mm-hmm. I would just go to a bookstore, read the back of a book, and be like, "This sounds cool," and then just buy it. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, let me read the, like, I pull up my Goodreads, yeah. I look at the reviews, I see mm-hmm. what everybody's saying, and then I'm like, eh, maybe not, and then, you know, whatever. So, like, I don't know, I guess, like, there's that aspect of it that might not be so great about it, because yeah. I'm not taking, like, chances anymore on books. I'm yeah. just kind of like, no, I need to get only the best of the best, and what everybody's kind of resoundingly being like, I love this. I was going to say, because it almost, like, relates back to films, where it's like, you know, you look up all the reviews, but then it's like, oh, like, this movie sucks, like, I hate it, but then it's like, I love it. Yeah. Like, I defend it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's why, again, that, those are the reasons why I try to stay away from reviews and stuff right away. Yeah. I try to, I want to go there and make my own opinion. But um, nevertheless, I think that Goodreads is is a good social app for, for readers. Um, but, you know, again, just try to sometimes take a chance on a book. Don't only take it for like what, you know, what people are saying. Like sometimes you just got to kind of take a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, we are going to be doing a movie on our next episode called Apostle. Mm-hmm. It's a Netflix original, uh, and it's a, a director that I really am kind of been... He hasn't really missed for me mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, so I'm very interested to kind of like follow his career. I know he's been doing another movie soon, so I'm wanna, I want to see that. Um, but yeah, Apostle on Netflix. We're, we're getting into the spooky stuff. Um, we got two as, more weeks. As we are in September now, so we're we're leading into horror. So this is definitely not a horror film, but it's like I was telling you, it's kind of horror adjacent. There's yeah. elements of it, but at its core, it's actually really not a like that. Um so I really liked it. I think that you're gonna like it, and I think that if you're listening to this podcast, you're gonna like it. <laughs> so Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now Frank, roll the credits. <laughs>